You're listening to Strictly Business Podcast with Lindsay Williams. Welcome to this 91 Investment Views 2022 podcast. With me is Ian Cunningham, who manages multi-asset growth portfolios at 91. How did multi-asset treat you recently, Ian? Good morning, Lindsay. For the past year, it's been a pretty constructive environment for markets in general. And I think the portfolios that we manage have performed reasonably well. Post the COVID shock, they've been quite reasonably overweight equity assets, credit risk, and more growth-orientated currencies. I think as we'll probably go on to, that's begun to change as we look forward into next year. Well, let's talk about that because next year is upon us. Everyone obviously makes their New Year's resolutions and their predictions for 2022. You're obviously still got a couple of weeks or a couple of months of the fourth quarter of this year to get by. But to 2022, are you looking at it differently to what's happened this year? So I think for us, things probably started to change over the last six months or so. I think as we look forward, there's two main things that have made us quite a bit more cautious than we have been for the prior sort of year and a half. And those two things are firstly China. So we think that there's been significant tightening throughout the Chinese economy across both the credit cycle, broader macro prudential measures, and then obviously all the impact of the regulation that everyone's very well aware of. We expect China to surprise to the downside from a growth perspective over the next six to nine months. And on the other side of the world, the other thing that we're cautious about is the Federal Reserve and policy withdrawal. We think as we look at the U.S. economy, the Federal Reserve appear to be somewhat behind the curve given the strength of the U.S. economy and the potential persistence in inflation. And we think the Federal Reserve have been progressively becoming more and more hawkish since June, and that remains an ongoing trend. So we're also somewhat concerned that the the Federal Reserve will have to withdraw policy accommodation more quickly than the market expects, and therefore a combination of we can expect growth in China coupled with the Federal Reserve having to effectively withdraw liquidity, which has been a major support for markets for the past 18 months or so. That has scoped to create some volatility in our eyes. We've certainly been pursuing a more cautious stance as we look forward. Okay, the risks for 2022 you've outlined very succinctly, and they're both really big risks, the US Federal Reserve, and does it have to play catch-up, and also China, which, as you quite rightly said, is poised to the downside rather than to the upside, to your mind anyway. What about the opportunities that sort of counterbalance those risks? So I think one of the challenges that we've obviously seen in history, we're going to be coming out of a period of what is obviously significant quantitative easing programs. And usually quantitative easing programs, if you're creating more yen, euros, dollars, that tends to make the price of most things go up while it's taking place. So you will see that obviously government bond yields have remained quite suppressed. You've seen equities pushed high. You've seen credit spreads move to tights. As we exit these periods, it can often be a volatile period for most assets. And there is a risk that correlations can move towards one. So we need to remain cognizant. There is a chance that we could see a period where both fixed income prices and equity prices correct at the same time. So that's something we're acutely aware of. But one area we do see quite a lot of opportunity is in currency markets. And that's driven by the fact that for much of the past 18 months, we've seen divergence in policy driven by the Federal Reserve and ECB printing significant amounts of money, whilst in Asia, the People's Bank of China have been far more orthodox. 
whilst we've obviously had a global recovery at the same time. So the fact that you've seen major central banks easing and others being more orthodox has created big divergence. So that created opportunities in Asian currencies and EM currencies for much of the, the last 18 months. As we look forward, though, and as we've said, if growth in China slows, the PBOC will likely move towards easing next year and while the Fed are withdrawing policy accommodations. So that's going to be that divergence in reverse. And for us, that means the scope for a stronger US dollar. And that's how we're positioning portfolios to benefit from that environment. Okay, so you are repositioning your portfolio for what you see might emerge in 2022. Can you just give us, again, another idea of how you are positioned? So within the portfolio's equity weights, they've come notably lower across the last six months in particular. We've also seen some additions to fixed income. So we've added to some areas such as New Zealand and Korean government bonds. And then also within currencies, we've moved along the US dollar predominantly versus Asian currencies and European currencies. So that would be the likes of the Taiwanese dollar, the Chinese yuan, and also the euro and Swedish krona in particular. Ian, thank you very much for your insight. That's Ian Cunningham, who manages multi-asset growth portfolios at 91. The views and opinions expressed in these podcasts are those of Lindsay Williams and various contributors and do not reflect the policy, position or opinion of any other agency, organization, employer or company associated with strictlybusinesspodcast.com. Assumptions made on the analyses are not reflective of the position of any other entity other than the speaker or the author. And since we are critically thinking human beings, these views are always subject to change, revision and rethinking at any time. Please do not hold us to them in perpetuity.